Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. And this evening, we have some British wrestling royalty on them from what's for you. Talking about you. Um, <laughs> No, but before we introduce my guest today, it is always a pleasure for our NWA queen and resident ring announcer, timekeeper, inside the ropes, laggy and wrestling chauffeur, Fiona, good evening to you. Hello again, Adam. I am back. I am becoming part of the furniture. This is awesome. I love it. Thank you for having me. You are. I see you like once a week now. I know. It's great. Even by camera, but but only by camera. Anyway. But I did mention we got some wrestling, British wrestling royalty, and we got two wrestling royalty, British wrestling royalties on this week. We got one today and one on Thursday. But today, uh, this gentleman has just, well, about a year, nearly enough a year or so ago, he finished up on NXT where he was a tag, tag team champion. I'll get my words out. I've done a pod already this afternoon, so apologies if my voice goes or I get a bit. You're all good. Up. Um, He's been everywhere in the UK and Europe. He's won titles everywhere. In fact, I've got a bit of paper in front of me, which you probably can't see, but it's got a list of titles and it takes up the whole of the page. But ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great honour and pleasure to welcome to our show, Martin Stone. I would say good evening, but it's good afternoon for you. Uh, for me, it is, yeah. Great. Uh, thanks so much for coming to Martin. Really appreciate it. But um. Before we get on to all things WWE, all things NXT, um, the British independent scene over here right now uh, is probably the hottest it's been uh, for many, many years. Um, come out of the pandemic and it's flying. I'm sure Fiona will back it up over in, up there in Scotland. It has been flying. What is it like currently over there in the US? <clears throat> the US scene right now is hot as fuck. It's, you know, just, it's, hey, uh, we got these weekends here. We got these weekends there. Hey, come down! Like it's it's independent wrestling is seriously hot right now all over the world. So there's a lot of places to work, and you don't have to be like, ah, oh, well, I've got to get signed to be able to make money. No, you don't. No, there are a lot of options out there right now. So to all the young listeners that are trying to break out the three initials aren't the be all and the end all exactly that and we, we were actually just uh just talking to fiona fair we're we're partnering with a british independent wrestling company to put on an event uh in july uh we've just announced okay one, uh guys that's making his debut there and he not long took on uh chris jericho uh in pwg okay yeah so it's always bigger i was going to ask you if you had any advice <laughs> other than for any younger these younger guys watching and you've just kind of touched on one do you have any more um, so if you're a young guy breaking in, just make sure that you are basically fundamentally sound. Mm. Make sure that your basics are, you know, you can't strive for, perfect, uh, for perfection. So reach for the stars and you'll land in the trees. If you have that down, you can do anything you want to do after that. You know, I hear a lot of guys that were like, oh, you know, um, you know, uh, my favorites going up were Liger and like Tiger Mask. And I'm like, they spent four years learning fundamentals and mat wrestling before they started, you know, doing the rope running and dives and this and that. So just do that. Like, be the most complete wrestler you can be before you start to branch out and do, oh, I'm going to try this and that and this, and just just be amazing on your basics before you try and, you know, break out and yeah, Like and a specialist way to go. So, like, if you're going to be map-based, get your basics right, then concentrate on... Yes, yes. Like, again, like, you can't build a house unless it has a foundation. foundation. Yes. If you have a foundation... Mm-hmm that house is going to stay there for years. Or, well, I've, I've built a house. Cement's not good, but whatever. Two years, it falls down. Fuck no. Ugh, no, no. 
No, it's it. You bit it now on the head. Get your foundations right, and then you can work on the rest, and you can concentrate on yep. specialising in an area. Um, yes. That being said, you've been a tag champion. You've been a singles champion. Is there a preference to you how you like to compete? Or you do you prefer to be a single, or you prefer tag singles? Singles. Singles. All day yes. long with your singles. because then uh, the reason why I say singles that comes <laughs> down to uh, it comes down to me taking ownership of myself as a tag it's it comes down to well maybe it's a tag but hey guess what if my partner doesn't give a fuck where does that leave me yeah but i'm trying yeah so singles all day long because then i can hold myself accountable i think also i hear that the tag's always about the hot tag right generally from we've had tag team guys on and they say it's like basically you're telling this story and it's the hot tag boom you work towards the hot tag. <laughs> yes and no. Depends <laughs> on the crowd. It's, you know, it's... So, uh, tag wrestling, I feel, I could be wrong. This is just my opinion. Tag wrestling is Russian roulette. Maybe the crowd want to see the hot tag. But then what if the crowd want to see the cell? What if the crowd want to see the heat and they want to see the, the fake, like the baby face trying to like kick scratch and claw to get that tag right like, you know and i'm sure people are going to hear this and go well martin stone's wrong fuck him and <laughs> this is just my opinion wrestling is a subjective opinion Absolutely. my opinion is it just comes down to work to your audience yeah that is really so, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a, I'll be honest, I've always been like a bigger fan of a singles rather than tag. I don't know if it's because. Of course, yeah. yeah just, when I was growing but up. But here's the thing like, does that mean that tag wrestling is inferior? Fuck no. no. If tag wrestling is, if the tag wrestling story is, is told correctly, so this is where I go to the Briscoes and FDR. Oh, yes. They only had three matches. But those three matches felt like you could literally have had 10 years of storytelling. Yeah. You know, and those guys are way above, way above what I did as a tag team wrestler. So I appreciate their art yeah. and their storytelling as to what they did. But just for me personally, give me a, you know, if I'm a singles wrestler, if I'm the baby face, I can try and do the best I can to make that magic. So, yeah, exactly. Fee, what was your what was your preference when you were growing up watching wrestling? Was you a tag or was you a single? Single. No, I see. I, I'm a I'm a tag girl. I like I like my tag. I mean, it's not that I don't like singles wrestling. Like who? What's that? Like who? Like who? Like who? So growing up, for example, like I was a huge Rockers fan growing up when I was yep. young. Okay. So, like, and it was the Rockers. I've told this story loads of times on this podcast. It was the Rockers that got me into the WWE. Yeah. I was little. So I've always had a kind of affinity with that sort of thing. The slightly more the kind of faster, kind of high flying sort of stuff. Um, yep. I still like the tag wrestling. I went out to the Crockett Cup last year because yep. I really wanted to see a tag tournament like that. Um, and I absolutely adored it. And it was the one and only time I got to see the Briscoes and I got to see them lift that trophy. And I think the final of that was the Briscoes and Harry Smith and oh, Doug yeah. Williams. And that was incredible. So, and obviously, <clears> Doug, <throat> you, you've worked with Doug, so you'll know like he's such a yep. great technical wrestler. Um, I really loved enjoying. I really enjoyed what what they did in the ring that night. So I I am I'm, yeah. I love my no, team. I do yeah. love my singles, but I'm a I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. Yeah, no, I, I, I get think that. it also depends on where like what kind of what for me. Yeah, for me to step back as a fan and take myself out of the equation, FTR are the the greatest tag team of this generation Definitely. because they encompass everything they do so they absolutely do i think from my point i think i suppose growing up and, and me and fiano and you know Martin, you've been in england we, we really apart from the independence in england we really really had the one organization to watch for majority of the time until we got yeah. w until we got there and i think especially yeah. in, in the wwe 
And they, well, down in NXT was slightly different. You did have, you said you had like FTR were down there for many, many years and you and you had yep. some of the other great tag teams that have come up recently. But I do think that they really kind of just, sometimes it was like a, a generator. Like we're not booking you as a single. We're not booking you as a single. What we're going to do? We'll just together. throw you both together. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and that's, that's what I think tag teams. That's what down. happened with me that and Oni. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what happened with me and Oni. The, yeah. the magic was the fact that stuck to the wall so yeah. you know it's you know and yeah. it doesn't always that's not always the case though no nope. you do nope. get lucky you do get lucky with some i think like uh, cesaro and sheamus is one of those times where it worked you had two good works yeah it was wrong. awesome yeah you had, it was awesome it just worked you know um but yeah, it was it was really weird. I always felt as if it was always on a downward spiral uh, for a while. And then you say the F, the FTRs of this world, Briscoes, as you've already mentioned, uh, really come in. But Martin, let's talk a bit about. Um, we'll touch on NXT in a minute. I want to get that sorted. <laughs> okay, in. please, yes. Uh, you're currently on this what you call a redemption story. So obviously, yeah. we've we will touch on NXT. But you were released from NXT 2022. Is it 21 or 22? Yeah. 2020. January of last year. January yeah. of last year. And I believe the term budget cuts, was that what was used? Or was it something different for no. you? No. No, it was. I just got cut. You just got cut. <laughs> okay, they didn't give you yeah. a... Okay, okay. <laughs> well, it was pretty much, you're too old for TV, be a coach. Uh, we're going to cut you because you are a Triple H guy. Oh, so this was when Hunter was gone and Vince and... Oh, okay. Now it makes more sense. So the day I got released was the day that William Regal got released. And he went to AW and done Cup and then he's gone back because Hunter's gone back there and his son's yeah. there now. I, I think he's... Yes, there. yes. Okay. So you was there and then things happened and now you're back on the road. You are back. What does this mean to you? This redemption mean to you now? Is it a new lease of life? Is it getting your name out there? What does it mean to you now? <laughs> So the way I see it now, I have to start from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So when I originally got hurt, this was 2021, March of 2021. Yeah. You know, I separated my shoulder, uh, had six months, you know, I had surgery, had six months of rehab. I came back, I did the last NXT black and gold brand yeah. main event against uh, MSK. You did. And then a week later, I worked the PC shows to help the green guys get through. And I got my collarbone broken. Ouch. On the same side that I just had all the surgery. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you can see it right now. Uh, so yeah, you can, you can see, from the top yeah, there, there. It's back there. Yeah, you, yeah. you can see all that, right. So broke my collarbone. Then I had every single complication that can go wrong with shoulder surgery that happened to me. So wow. effectively, I was out of the ring for two years. So I got released in January. At that point in time, they made me a coach. So I was being a coach from October until I got released. Um, I got released, you know, I got canned. And then it was like, well... How am I supposed to make money right now? Oh, wait, I can't. Of course, of yeah. course you would release me right now because I can't go on to do any other company. So I spent the most of 2022, I'm not going to lie, I spent the most of 2022 looking down the bottom of a bowl. Mm. And, uh, you know, things came along. And then uh, July of 2022, I found out I needed yet another shoulder surgery. Jesus. So at that point in time, I was like, well, I guess my career is done. I guess I'm out. I had no idea what was going to happen. So they ended up taking a piece of my hip bone to put it in my shoulder to make sure that it could graft. Wow. And thank God, <laughs> by December... I was completely good. It was like, yep, your shoulder's good. You're cleared. So December of 22, I got my final clearance date. And that was when the floodgates opened. Yeah. I, found a, I found a bench outside of the uh, surgeon's office and I broke down because finally it was over. More so for the fact it was 
that whole year, even though I wasn't under contract, I was still technically with the company because they looked after me. They paid for everything, rehab, surgeries, just, you know, doctor's visits. You know, I can't fault the company for that. They literally looked after me for an entire year. But it was also that point when I'm like, I just need this to be over so I can move on. Sure. And now it has. And December, I got cleared. And then me being me, I was like, yep, I'm good. And then I took a book in. <laughs> Maybe three weeks later, I'm like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know, so, so I got cleared December 12th. I took a book in uh, January 13th. Oh. And so, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to find my place and, you know, okay, I need to get back in ring shape. I need to get back in gym shape, you know, because two years off, like, God, and then getting hit with depression. Yeah, fuck, I, you know, I ballooned up like a fucking whale, you know. So (laughs) it was, you know, but now I'm on, like, the straight and narrow. I feel great, you know, like, it's, it's all falling into place. So as much as 2022 was the worst year I've ever had, it's you know here's my redemption like i'm going to come back i am going to you know if i have to build up from the ground bottom again and work like i've never been known before i have no problem with that so no i mean i i I mean personally when when i heard you you say the word redemption i think you've got nothing to redeem yourself for you've had a no no i have no i have yeah i i was off i was off tv for two years yeah, I literally was in exile for two years, and yes, people do remember me. And they're like, "Oh fuck!" Mm-mm. No, no, I want people to go, "Fuck yes!" There's Martin Stone. <laughs> yeah, and you recently done one PW. Yes, yes. How did you find out Fee was there? So I, I know that she was chauffeuring some of the guys around. So uh... <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, you know what? So. Ten years since we'd seen each other, just about, wasn't it? Ten, yeah. yeah, ten years. Yes, the last time I saw you was ICW in Scotland. Like full circle, everything goes full circle. It like does. crazy, amazing. How did that feel, then, Martin? Coming out first time in the way, like four thousand fans, whatever it was. There, great reception. Great so, night. in my head, <clears throat> and this is just me in my head. <clears throat> um, I expected to come out and get booed out of the building. Why booed that? out of the building? And obviously, I'm working Cara Noir, yeah. who has been a mainstay. Yeah. Not so much a mainstay through wrestling, but he was a mainstay throughout the pandemic. Yeah, he was. Which yeah. the pandemic ruined everything. Mm, it did. It killed everything. So in my head, I'm like, fuck. Somehow. I need to try and be on his level. Mm. But it was funny because I came out and the music was so loud, I couldn't really hear the crowd. And then it wasn't until I did my thing facing hard cam, everyone was so happy to see me. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Which I didn't expect. And that kind of humbled me. I was like, fuck. Like, I, I don't see myself as, oh, well, you know, you, you had the dark times of wrestling in the 90s and then we had the 2000 period, but you were there in that 2000 period and you helped it grow and then it became like the boom period. Like, I don't consider myself that. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just a wrestler. I'm just a fucking wrestler. Like, well, you know, but to get that reaction when everyone was so happy to see me back, I was like, oh, fuck. That really, you know, I was just like, oh, shit. And then I just had so much fun, you know, like getting the fans to throw their shoes in the ring and like put shoes on fucking Cara Noir and stamp on his feet. And, you know, it was <laughs> it was such an amazing experience to, to be able to go back home after so long. And yes, home for me is London, but yeah. to be able to go back to home that is England and do that, yeah, Sky's a uh, yeah. Just I was just like, thank you so much. The crowd were phenomenal that night. They were so good. Yeah, the crowd. Yeah, so just 
you know, and I didn't expect it. I expected to get shit on and booed out the building because, you know, the fuck am I? I've been gone for so long. So, but that was a real special night for me. Oh, good. I'm, no, I'm really happy. I mean, for you, you were, as you say, you were there, the crowd were good. I mean, the event as a whole was a massive success. It was their first one. Yeah, it was great. In years, right? I think they went out. It sold out. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Sold out. It was fucking great. Yeah, the crowd were hot. You can't ask for more than that, you know? No, and you had some great guys. We've, got, we've actually got Bobby Fish on the Thursday, and he was, he was there. Yeah. Um, and he was yep. there doing his thing. Um, <clears throat> you've also, what I was reading up on these days was you win the WWE twice, right? You were... And then you come back and then you've done your NXT run. Had a lot of matches with our guest tomorrow on TO205, Kendrick. Ryan Kendrick. So I I initially started my first uh, signing in 2012. Yeah, I reported for duty 2012 of June 3rd. Mm-hmm. I got released two years later. Yep. I came home. I worked as much as I could I then just before maybe eight weeks before I got released I met my now ex-wife worked that one out yeah (laughs) so I met my now ex-wife and it got to a point we did long distance and I was like I need to see if this works Mm. so I moved I left the UK scene behind and it was a fucking gamble because at that point in time everything was booming I remember working uh, the great Mooter in front of 60 people in uh, York Hall, Bethnal Green. And then I come back in 2014 and work a sold out crowd at York Hall, Bethnal Green. I'm like, what the fuck happened? So this was a huge gamble. But I was like, you know what? I'm always going to say if I didn't if I didn't do this I'm always going to say what if yeah. yeah so I was just like right let's let's move back there we got married we were great for 8 years but then you know it just didn't work out it was what it was but in that time I got to make a name for myself on the American independent scene mm-hmm. I got to make a name for myself on the European scene because you know I dropped like 60 pounds I came back like fucking hell hell on fucking water, you know? So it was just like a completely different me and I got to reinvent myself. And then that ultimately ultimately led me to getting re-signed. So it worked out for the best, so. You certainly did. Um, when you was in, at, right, sort of near the end of the NXT, AEW come along, 2019, AEW. Yep. Was there any like differences? Did you notice any differences in what management was asked? Because you were going head to head, I think at, at some point. Yeah. We went head to head with NXT. Was there any sort of differences, locker room, backstage man- management? Were they sort of looking over the shoulder a little bit at this point? Were they were like, oh, so just we'll see how it goes, like blowing the water. Okay. So on the record, we never, we never tried to compete. NXT never tried to compete with AEW. But I will talk about a time when uh, myself, Oni, uh, were scheduled to work uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Yep. And we were supposed to be the main event. Mm-hmm. Within 30 minutes, it got changed to the opening match because AEW had a women's match on. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. Mm, maybe they did all I'm going to say interesting we got cut from 30 minutes to 12 minutes that's all I'm going to say interesting Fiona what has been your sort of thing do you think AEW has helped uh, independence and and even England over here um, just because they've given another another option was talking last week to uh, Tony LaCasso and he was saying because there's now so many different flavours it helps companies going forward AEW is good for wrestling Yes. Yeah. You don't need, you just don't need one company. No. no you need absolutely. competition. You need competition. You need different flavours. That's it. I think it's good for the fans, but the fact that the AEW wrestlers as well are not tied to AEW, so they can appear elsewhere. 
um, obviously under agreement or whatever is yeah. great because it means they can get out and about and maybe help elevate other promotions, other smaller independent promotions. So you've got guys coming over to the UK who'll do shows in the UK or they'll go to other independents in the state. So it help raises the level of those independents elsewhere. So I think it's brilliant mm -hmm. yeah. that they have got that freedom to do that. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I think that them doing even like a forbidden door thing where they, you know, going through when they get people from Japan. And how good was that show last year? It's great. I can't wait for it this year. Um, it's yes, it was so good. And it's just, it's not because it's like, oh, New Japan's in America. Just the random matchups you can get. Yeah, yeah. stuff that you've never seen before. I'm you trying for and again, like, so again, WWE tried that when you had Liger against yeah. um, uh, Tyler Breeze. Like, they tried it, but then it, it got kiboshed it's like if everyone works together wrestling is going to be so much better it yeah. is so and i always say this it's like okay let's bake a cake and we can fight over the cake or <laughs> we can fight over the crumbs and yeah. no one gets anywhere yeah yeah exactly you know? that I'm certainly hoping for um, Jack Sabre Jr. versus Danielson. I was, I was going to hopefully get that last year, but it, no, Danielson. No, it's coming. That, oh, I that's... believe. Hey, listen, they're coming to... In, uh, if they're Wembley. smart, if they're smart, they will tease it and not give it straight away. Yeah. Yeah, give us it all in. So, uh, August 27th. Yeah, <laughs> give, give, give us it there. Dude, like, <laughs> I was at... So, I was at SummerSlam 92. So was I. I had hair. The so did I. <laughs> well, I'm to be fair, I'm bull by choice. I'm bull by choice. So you know, <laughs> but just you, you know, to if, if if they can, you know, and I have no doubt that they can sell that arena out. If they can do that, fuck. They don't look like that would be absolute. And I have no doubt they can. You know, everyone's like, oh, they're in. You know, well, just I say ev everybody. Twitter is mm -hmm. like, fuck AEW, yeah. they're lying about this. I'm like, you know what? You guys complained about WWE being the only place. Yeah. Now you have an alternative. Yeah. But now you're going to complain about that. So I'm just like, you know what? Just be a wrestling fan and just enjoy yeah. it. Exactly. Stop complaining yeah. about, well, my favorite wrestler's not getting pushed. Fuck it. It, it comes. It's so much more than he's holding him down. He doesn't shut the fuck. Just watch the, just watch what you like. Yeah, be exactly. it WWE, yeah. be it AEW, be it New Japan, be it Noah, be it Joshi Wrestling. Just watch what you enjoy and go. Hey, I love wrestling. Yeah, just exactly like right. you, I like wrestling. Just like yeah. you, I love wrestling. Yeah. Just like you, are, just watch it and enjoy it and stop being a fucking moron and saying oh, well, well i think i could book it better and do this and that and like one. fuck yeah like who cares just it. watch wrestling because we're all fans wrestling is a universal language it is no matter what country you're in be it fucking england ireland fucking uh america uh japan china uh russia everybody will at some point fall in love with wrestling yeah. So let's just watch wrestling and enjoy it and love it and not compare it and go, oh, well, this guy's lying because they're saying they've sold this amount of tickets. Like, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. like, God, it kills me. It does. It, it does me. You know, and just I have to bite my tongue because I read shit and I'm like, all right, tweet out. And I'm like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. It kills me because I'm just like, hey, we all grew up as fans. Yeah. So why can't we enjoy all facets of wrestling? You know? We should be able to. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a WWE guy, but I still watch. Yeah. I, I, listen, I watch AEW. I watch Impact. I've been watching NWA. You watch everything. <laughs> yes. It's wrestling. You, you love wrestling. Yeah. So I'm going to watch everything. Doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, well, Seth Rollins was way much better than fucking Speedboard. Who fucking cares? Like, yeah. watch it for, watch it and enjoy it. Speedwell Bailey, amazing guy. Yeah. Seth Rollins, amazing guy. Does it mean you need to compare them? Fuck no. Just 
watch it and enjoy it. Exactly, just let on with watching. I think last time I read, I think there was about 70,000 sold. So they're close. And without a match being enough. Just... They are, no. I literally, every fibre in my being wants AEW to sell out Wembley. So do I. I want it to. And that's not because I'm a Brit that goes, well, I think they should fly me over so I can work the show. It's not that. No. I just want wrestling to succeed. Exactly. Because I have had a 20-year... So next month will be my 20 years will in be. the business. You're just about to get onto that. <laughs> I just... For me, I just want wrestling to succeed. Yeah. It is yeah. the greatest live action performance entertainment art that you are going to see. If it it's done correctly, you, you are going to get taken on a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you're going to be like, fuck, I just watched Rocky Balboa overcome his obstacles. That is professional wrestling. It is. And I just want it to succeed. And my son will be having that journey for his first time when he goes in June. We're going, he's going to SmackDown and Money in the Bank. He's eight. Um, we're taking him for his, I got him for his birthday in February. We've done like a video package. Oh, tremendous. He's, uh, he's got sensitive ears though. And I've got to say to you, got to take your noise cancer headphones because we're going to be near the stage. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I've been there and I've been burnt by the pyro, hence the head. Yep. <laughs> so have I. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I and I always had that thing about pyro where it can sometimes when you're not expecting it can yeah I've had it with Kane's pyro um, twice rare <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not very good um, but yeah he's going for his first time uh, in June and July oh that's amazing he, I'm sure he'll and like just it. he is going to be captivated yeah yeah he will he is going to be absolutely captivated and that makes me so happy because as a wrestler that's what we do. Yeah. We captivate an audience. We tell stories. We, you know, you have the bad guys win because they cheated yeah. and then the crowd should be upset. That they, you know, just that's wrestling. It's physical theatre. Yeah. You know? He was cheering the hills. He was like Roman. He's like a big Roman Reigns <laughs> so Roman Well, to be, fair, like, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, who, who can't be a fan of the bloodline? Let's, come on. Like, I have to say, I've been doing this, I've been doing this podcast, normally with Andy, I've been doing it for like six months. And we've been saying, we were, we were always big fans. We were, obviously, Attitude Era growing up, and it was like Austin yep. Matthews. Of long course, yes, book. of course, yeah. This, uh, uh, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. This bloodline thing for me has been the closest thing. And what I've liked about yep. it, when it's got to a point where you think, oh, it's getting a bit thinking, they've inserted something else in. Yep. And they inserted something else. And now it's getting yep. to a point now where they look like they're splitting up or is it just going to be a big thing and they're going to be all fine and all fine and banded? So I'm going to ask you a question. Go. Was you feeling oozy? <laughs> I was very... I've got the Sammy <laughs> Zane shirt upstairs. <laughs> I've got it. I, and I was one of those... So, I, I, again, I don't watch a lot of the product but then yeah. someone sent me a session with dude you need to watch raw uh, uh sorry smackdown i was like yeah. what you need to watch smackdown and i tuned in and i saw that whole oh jake you know he's sorry but this you know he just wasn't feeling oozy i lost my shit and i became a fan <laughs> again i was yeah. like fuck yes it's so so funny. i am all in on the bloodline all in on the bloodline. It was funny though because they were so like they're trying not to break on telly, and you like Jay's like oh, it all goes out the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, but it does. Like, trust me, there's been a few times when you know we were filming shit and stuff like that, and you know I'd be like, well, can I change this line to this a lot? Like, all right, cool. And I'd say my line, and then everyone's just like, <laughs> but that's how it should be. It's like, yeah. okay, let's make this as entertaining as we can because. When the fans see, when the fans see people break, it yeah. brings them in more, and yeah. that's exactly what happened. And that's why yeah. it was. Oh, it was again. They're not going to recreate that moment of. I think the blood. Uh, so the thing with uh, Sammy and the blood one was what, maybe six months. Yeah, for about that time, yeah, six months. They're not going to replicate that. No, because you can't write that in a script and go. We need you to laugh. You need to yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, we need you too. to react. It, it's organic. Like wrestling needs to be organic. And that's yeah. my only thing that I don't like about wrestling right now. It's nothing's organic. And that's why the bloodline works so well because that whole, that whole shtick complete for my opinion. Again, I could be wrong. 
I don't know what was written backstage or whatever mm-hmm. for me that was so organic and that yeah. brought everyone in and that's why everyone was so invested in the tag team main event of Mania this year yeah of Sammy and Kevin Sammy finally Kevin. overcoming the odds yeah and winning the tag team titles you know I haven't watched Mania I haven't watched a pay-per-view in a long time this year's Wrestlemania I yeah. watched the whole thing both nights back yeah. to back it was brilliant. No. I, it was one of the better ones they've done in many, many years uh, in terms of storytelling and like, you know, you have yes. things that meant yes. something and that's the thing. Sometimes you can have yes. you can have a dream match but it gets thrown in, in within two weeks you're like, ah, oh, what's the story? Yeah. And if it's got a yep. sto- story behind it, you can get invested and it makes it that much more enjoyable because yep. you're watching that story you and they're so telling long. it. Yep. You spent so long with it, so long watching it, yeah. so long watching the build and getting invested and getting behind the guys that when it comes to that kind of pinnacle, you're just like hanging on everything that happens in front of you. Yeah, I certainly was. I was doing that through the Roman Cody as well. I was like, is it going to happen? <laughs> is it? No. Nope. So what was your opinion on the finish? Uh, I didn't like the fact that Solo had to come back and be involved again. I haven't got a problem with Roman winning it. I think they're going okay. long game. That's my. I think. I think Cody and Roman main events next year if Rock can't do it. That's my thing. So it's pro wrestling. It is. The story never finishes. Well, that's exactly why Cody didn't win, right? The story never ends. The- but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Cody was out for how long? Oh, he was, yeah. Tom Peck. He wrestled Seth, was it two pay-per-views after WrestleMania? So it would have been a June-ish, June-ish. So he was out for a good, like, six what, months. three, four months? Six. If he would have come back and won, mm. everybody would have turned Cody heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Everybody would have turned Cody heel. So when everyone's like, well, no, Cody should have won and what the fuck no mm-mm no. mm-mm I it see. took Rocky one yeah. match to win but then realistically in film time it was a couple of years before he got his he got his rematch because yeah. Apollo was like fuck you <laughs> you can't beat me you yeah. can't beat me Certainly. so when everyone was like that was the wrong call I'm like no it was the right call because yeah. now Cody is, you know, he beat uh, Brock at he uh, the backlash. Backlash, yeah. I can only assume, and this is just my wrestling brain ticking away. I can only assume Brock is going to cost Cody he the did. championship run no, he when did. he goes for the title. No, he cost him last night. It was in the. Oh, uh, I haven't watched yeah. it. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Right. <laughs> so spoiler. No, no, no. <laughs> Just I don't watch. Yeah. No, I don't watch it. But he, um, in my wrestling brain, I'm he, like, he, um, it makes sense for Brock to cost Cody that shot at the title at the new yeah. championship. Yeah, they go into something. Finally, Cody gets his redemption. Yeah, that was kind of so he. They had the two triple threat matches last night, and he stopped Cody from winning the first match because they were doing two triple. Okay, per- yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. So they, he abs- stopped him, F5'd him, F5'd him through the table. Literally, he was like, had this big black eye, this cut on his head, and he was like, look at my yeah. face. And then he was yeah. basically offered Cody to a fight in Saudi Arabia. And later so on, Cody they will him. now have a street fight. Or some I can kind only of. assume, I would hope Cody gets his redemption and it makes Cody whole again. And then now Cody goes on to whatever championship he wants he wins, to go to. He wins money for me personally, <laughs> he needs to go to Roman. Makes sense for him then either to do two things, either to win money in the bank in June and you get to choose the, I, I gather you still get to choose the champion. I don't know. I mean, this is... Uh, but winning money again. in the bank is... Winning the... For me, winning the money money in the bank is cliche. It's like, oh, I'm going to... Yeah. Cody just needs to... For me, as a fan... Yeah. I want to see Cody beat Brock and then I want to I want to see Cody dig deep and run through everyone and earn his spot and not just get a briefcase uh-huh. to go oh I'm going to cash in after the champion has had a match oh, I wasn't and gonna think do of that, that so yeah I was thinking a bit more like he wins it at money in the bank and then announces he's 
when he, he's that we're not going to come out and do a run in at the end. He says, I want this match on this day at this time. You can that's okay, that's what I it. would hope. That's yeah. exactly what I would hope. He cashes in on that night, he wins the title, the story is finished, exactly, and then it starts again because now he has a target on his back. Yeah, so interesting to see if he's a better chaser than he is champion because you do get ones like that. Cody's going to be a great champion. Yeah, he will be. He Cody will. is going to be a great champion. This is a guy that literally betted on himself and went, I don't want to do Stardust anymore. Nope. Well, that's all we've got. Okay. And this is a guy that left a guaranteed paycheck, yep. a guaranteed comfortable life, and went and bet on himself. Yeah. So Cody, for my liking, Cody's the fucking man. Yeah, he took a chance. To have the balls to go, yeah. you know what? You are the big blue monster and you are going to run through everyone. But I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. Oh, fuck. I can make my own company. <laughs> and it becomes successful. And now we have AEW. Yeah. If it wasn't for Cody, there would not be an alternative. So in my books, again... My wrestling is subjective. My opinion might not be right, but it might not be wrong. Cody is the fucking man. Yeah, he is. I mean, and he don't. I think he don't, the thing he done in AEW was like he didn't want to win the title. Did he? that was the whole thing. I think that was a whole yeah kind of thing. He didn't want it. That was like I'm, I'm own the I own the thing. Like I kind of I'm an EVP. So yeah, you know, I, that's yeah. why he lost that match thing to MJF. So he couldn't. Why yeah. he couldn't go for the title? He won yeah. the. Um, TNT type a couple of times. Yeah. But he didn't win the world. That was the stipulation, wasn't it? But I'm sure he will make a good champion of eventually. To oh, 100% he will. I've just realised I've waffled on for so much about whatever. So if you <laughs> actually have questions, please ask me. I've literally <laughs> waffled on wow. about yeah. shit. So. <laughs> no, listen, it's, I, I like that because I like to get an understand about that sort of thing. It makes it if I see if I'm talking rubbish and half the time, luckily enough, it's been okay. No, you're not. You're good. So. <laughs> that's all right. That's, that's good. <clears throat> but you did touch on your 20 years in the business. Hey, yep. congratulations. That's that awesome. That's a, Thank massive, you. that's a massive thing. Thank you. Thank you so What's much. What's the biggest thing you're taking away from that 20 years? If you could say, right, say, I mean, God forbid, you've already mentioned your career nearly did end before the 20 years. That's, you know, but it's not. It we're thankful. You're coming back and you're wrestling. What is the biggest thing you're taking away from this at the end of it? <clears throat> I, For me personally, I need to leave the business better than when I found it. Mm-hmm. which okay. is why I'm doing shows, I'm doing seminars and you know each show I do I'm like hey book a wrestling seminar and I can try and impart what I've learned over 20 years so that the next generation they might only they might only keep one or two things in their head but then they're going to go oh fuck well Martin Stone said this so Hopefully that will trickle down. You know, yeah. my whole goal is to leave the business better than when I came in. Because when I came in, no one wanted to help us. It was just, oh, get on with it. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna. You know, when I, I when I broke it, when I broke in, like nobody yeah. wanted to help me and get me better. No, and I think I was. And I hate that for this generation because you yeah. know. If I'm on a show and someone comes up to me and says, hey, can you watch a match? Fuck yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch that match. And yeah. I'm, you know, I know what they do good because I'm going to hear the crowd, but then I'm like, change this, change that, put this in there, maybe try this there. And again, it might not work, but throw shit at the wall and see what yeah. sticks. Fixed. And chances are what I, what I preach and what I talk about is going to stick. Yeah. You know, just so the the business has gone so far, like right field of ding, 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 run, 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 drop kick outside, dive back in, big fucking, you know, off the top rope, something spectacular, cover, kick out. The other guy ends up getting shit canned. He hits the dive. He comes in. He does. So I'm like, that's all, you know, that is all fucking good. But. How about we break it down 
and we make everyone believe what we're doing first yeah. on solid basics. And then we go into that. You are going to get the crowd more invested. Yeah. You know, as you know, if I was doing card tricks as a magician, this is this, this is this, this is this. Okay, cool. Well, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, this is how I did it. Yeah. No one wants to know what the trick is to do it. So how about, yes, the crowd knows what we do is entertainment. Yeah. They know what we do is uh, male soap opera. It's, it's theatrical, whatever. But it doesn't mean we have to insult their intelligence and let them know, yeah, what we do is, is tricks. Yeah. We don't have to do that. So how about we rein it in and we make it more believable before we get to the good stuff? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, I've heard so many guys say, oh, I'm a fan of Liger. I'm a fan of Tiger Mask. I'm like, those guys did not even think about a dive until like four or five years in. Yeah. Then they started incorporating the stuff from Mexico. Then they started incorporating character. Then they became Ligo and Tiger Mask. It took them a long time to get there rather than, yep, ding, ding, off we go. I'm going to do the, mm. you know, that's my only gripe with the business right now. And I don't want to seem like the bit of vet that, well, mm. I can't do that. So fuck those guys and stop slapping your leg. It's not about that. It's not mm. about that at all. I just want professional wrestling to be whole coming forward. So if, if I can impart my wisdom, then I am a happy, happy, happy man. Exactly so. that. I'm going to take you back. I was at, I think, one of your first ever shows, 2003, Croydon, all-star wrestling, Leroy King. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's still uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was there. I had no hair again. I wasn't there. <laughs> um, so that was my... One of your... Let's work out, 2003. Yeah. That was my third match. Third match in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third match in. And I bet it was the drizzling fucking shit. <laughs> I bet it was fucking it. terrible. I just recall it. I just, but can you tell the guys, um, we're going to wrap up the live bit. We can talk off there, but we're going to wrap up the live bit because we've got all YouTube constraints. Um, can you just tell the guys your appearances, what you got coming up, what you're doing? Where can I get you? Where can I hold you? Um, so uh, I work for a company in Florida called CCW, which yep. now have just secured a TV show and they're nice. bringing back Championship Wrestling from Florida, which was the original eight years run of the, the last territory, which is their whole thing. They run from Miami all the way down. Like they run from the north to the south of Florida, everywhere in between. There's like nine shows a month. Um, their first set of TV tapings are the 27th and the 28th of May. Um, and I'm very privileged and lucky to be a part of that. Um, yeah, so I'm there. I am floating about between every which way but loose in the States. Um, but if you want to keep a tabs on what I'm doing, uh, go on Twitter at Strong Style Brit. Go on Instagram at Strong Style Brit same handle and just you know right now i'm in the process of getting back in uh ring shape getting back in gym shape getting back to how i was uh before i got pulled off tv and got injured and just you know being able to make a good account of myself and you know if this is my last run i'm gonna make the most of it i have no idea so I'm just going to make the most of it, and I will see where and I will see what happens. Yeah, time to go balls to the wall, as they say over here now in the UK. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> put it in the fucking back of the net and go balls to the wall, and exactly just we'll see where I land. Yeah. Exactly. Fee, what's your latest? What are you doing? Uh, I have another weekend off. The second weekend. <laughs> yes. Oh, weekend <laughs> off. Oh, um, but I'm, I'm actually quite glad. Um, I've been super busy lately, so I've got a weekend off. But the following weekend on so Friday, gonna... um. Sit around and drink tea. <laughs> what was that? Sit around and drink tea. I said you're going to sit around and drink tea because I'm jealous. Because I don't, I've not had a good proper cup of tea in ten years, so I'm very <laughs> jealous. 
No, next next weekend I'm back at it. So on Friday the 19th of May, um, Premier British Wrestling are going on a road trip out to Campbelltown, which is a good trip. Oh, excellent. Good. So we've got a show in Campbelltown. Yep. Really looking forward to that. Um, We were there last year and I had COVID and wasn't allowed to travel and do it. So I missed last year. So I'm really looking forward to that. I worked quite a few times for PBW. So yeah, that's awesome. That's good. So, and then on the Saturday, on the 20th, Pro Wrestling Scotland have another show back in New Mains. So I'm back with them. That's TJ right. Rage's promotion. Um, so I'm there. And then let me see. I think I've got like, hopefully be down in one PW the beginning of June. Um, and I've okay. got main event entertainment in June. And I've got some gala days and stuff coming up over the next couple of months. So yeah. You're coming to my show, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the 23rd of July. Plug, plug it. Plug, 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 yeah. I'll buckle up, yeah, my show that I'm putting on. Not <laughs> my show, like, let, let me, I'm not taking well, all the credit here. Isn't that, isn't it? The Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast, uh, paid for the show, Brig oh, Night, Pro Wrestling. Um, we're putting on the show there. We've just announced Michael Aku uh, as one of the guys coming in. He's just racing to Jericho. So um, we're really looking forward to that. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap up online now so I can get this on, we get this on YouTube. We'll talk off air quickly. Martin, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Thank you so much for having me on. Just, you know, it's been, I'm just a traveling wrestler. So the fact that you (laughs) want to bring me on, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Fiona, it's always lovely to see you. And we will be always lovely. Yes. I'm back, well, me and Andy are back tomorrow with Brian Kendrick. We've got Bobby Fish and Zach Zodiac on Thursday. And then we have a couple of days off. Nice. Yes, we do. We can't wait. Uh, So, guys, I'm wrapping up the show live now. This has been the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. Here's been Martin Stone. She has been Fiona Lockerin. And, guys, please stay safe, and we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. The Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast is proud sponsors of Ignite Pro Wrestling, Jurassic Pro Wrestling, Beers and Beatdowns, Pro Wrestling Carnage, Corey McRae and Matt Cast.